All right. So I am Katie Lynn Roque. Hey, call me Katie. Everyone does. That's better, actually. <laughs> you don't have to mess it up. <laughs> so um, while you guys are all here to listen to my new podcast, Damn Crotch Goblins, why did I pick this? First of all, our kids are little crotch goblins. They come from our crotch and they are little terrorists. <laughs> so instead of calling them Osama Bin Laden, we'll just call them goblins, right? I couldn't really call them gremlins. I had a fear that maybe that was going to be copyrighted. <laughs> yeah. So um, <laughs> a little bit about me. Um, I'm a disabled veteran of the United States Navy, mom of three. I have a 10-year-old, a two-and-a-half-year-old, and about a 15, 16-month-old. <laughs> I think we uh, said she was 16 months earlier. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, her nickname, if anyone ever hears it, is going to be Miss Sassy Poopy Pants. So because if you are uh, definitely, (laughs) I don't know about anybody else, but I definitely, we give names to our children and that's, uh, she's uh, always seems to have a poopy butt and she is very opinionated and very saucy. (laughs) And then uh, my second son, uh, my middle child, Alejandro, his name is Piggy Dragon because he likes to grunt and growl and he <laughs> likes to stuff his face. So he's Piggy Dragon. <laughs> and then, <laughs> my oldest son likes to be, a, <laughs> we call him a bit special because I don't know what to say. Uh, Kirsten, you can touch on this a little bit later, but <laughs> with ADHD and possibly uh, DMS or DMDD, who knows, but he since we call him alphabet D- letters. Yeah. <laughs> ABCDFG. Yeah. Uh, we call him uh, King Hedgehog because he tends to poof, 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 and then just hides. <laughs> so, <laughs> his nickname's King Hedgehog. So, um, but this whole podcast is about connecting with moms, dads, aunts, uncles, grandparents, whoever deals with children or doesn't want to deal with children. I have um, coming in the following episodes, I've got people who choose not to have kids. Why? What's that choice? You know, what does it look like? Um, I do absolutely am going to touch on exactly what the Pope talked about because that was a little bit crazy. <laughs> so today I'd like to uh, introduce my great friend who's also an amazing actress and has a whole bag full of wealth of knowledge and uh, definitely love to. Uh, pick into that as much as possible. <laughs> Just be careful which parts you pick. <laughs> Mike, Mike, gonna get a snake on the other side. <laughs> but the amazing, talented actress, Kirsten Weeks. Hello. Yay. This is yeah. where we're gonna put little buttons. La, 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 la. Round of applause. <laughs> do we start off by telling our kids' nicknames? Is that what we do? Sure, let's do it. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one who does it. So that's good. Yeah, I know. It's funny. I also have three biological children um, and half a neighborhood that calls me mom. And so the oldest, don't ask me how it started, but it was roly poly. Then it became roly polioli and then it became popo. Actually, that's the youngest. See, after a while, you mix them all up. And the the oldest is doopy doopy doo or dupe or dupe doopy. And then the middle one is just flat out pork chop. Just flat out for some. <laughs> They're all adult men now, but I still call them their nicknames, you know. <laughs> mine, all my nicknames I did for the kids got pushed out. Like I, I called her Squeaky when she was born because she didn't cry. And then Alejandro was monkey because he was so hairy. And uh, all my nicknames went, Phew. it's all dad's nicknames now. 
Heard. <laughs> Damn so, crock goblins. Right? I know. Gosh. <laughs> but so like, um, like I was saying, like my son has, he was diagnosed with DMDD recently. They said, well, since that's an underlying of ADHD, let's try and medicate him with some ADHD. So he's on Focalin, Focalin, oh, you know, been there. <sighs> so, you know, and my yeah. brother's a pharmacist, we'll have him on later, not today, but on another episode. And uh, so I'll talk to him about that a little bit, but yeah. I know that your sons have had some mental health issues. Is it one or all of them or? They all have a different complexity and kind of to let the listeners or viewers uh, kind of understand there's a lot of letters we throw out. It's an unfortunate, fortunate thing of being a parent of kids with special needs, particularly mental ability and um, diminishment is um, as much as our kids kind of get gloss eyed over when you say things to them, everything's in acronyms, which doesn't help either. So ADHD is, you know, attention deficit disorder. There's ADHD. ADHD, which is a attention deficit disorder, hyperactivity. Mm-hmm. I have ADHD myself. Um, so sometimes my mouth goes faster than my brain or vice versa. There's ODD, oppositional defiance disorder. There's, uh, there's uh, borderline personality disorder, BPD, uh, anxiety, depression, so on and so forth. That are a lot of the mainstream ones. Personally, I have a child with generalized anxiety disorder. I have a child who has a uh, was diagnosed, see, this is the interesting thing, was originally diagnosed with ADHD with occasional oppositional defiance disorder, ODD, because when they're younger, no matter their signs, no matter their treatment, no matter medications or not, they cannot diagnose them with certain labels. Mm-hmm. Labels are no labels. That's a whole nother podcast, but they can't <laughs> put letters with them and they can't, they can't give them certain meds and certain criteria. So a lot of times they'll say they have this when in reality, that's all they can say, but they're still treating them as if they have the other stuff. They just can't say they have it under the age of yeah. 18. So actually my son who was ADHD with oppositional defiance was really borderline personality disorder. And for a lot of people that used to be called split personality disorder, no, it does not mean he has two different names and he refers to, <laughs> no, it's basically like zero to hundred black, white, straight down the middle, completely what ball of one minute, our, our thing in our house is, Hey, pass the salt. And you never know if you're going to get the salt chucked at you or here you go, because you can't see their brain circle, circle, like a, you know, Tasmanian devil. Oh, actually he does have another nickname. It's called Tasmanian devil. That's my oldest one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He just, spins and spins and you don't know because he could be sitting there with a smile on his face you don't know what his brain's doing so when you say something so just easy peasy of hey pass the remote and all of a sudden the xbox controller smashed against the wall because you don't know where their head's at and and you know you're a, you're a veteran and uh, my husband's a combat veteran and i they can kind of understand sometimes where your brain goes, but imagine being a child born without traumas with PTSD type functions and not knowing how to control the ship they're driving. Um, and then the parent navigating it. it, it's, it's a whole, whole, whole crap show and it's extremely hard. And the only way each of us parents get through it is when you find this small tribe of other parents that are about ready to pull their hair out and you're like, okay, I've um, been there. 
I'm not yeah, alone. That's kind of how we started talking after meeting yeah. in an acting class. So can you yeah. believe it? I was thinking about it. It's been almost exactly two years to the day that we first met on a voiceover yeah. class about yep. doing this show. Yeah. And it was funny. And we started, we were on a zoom and we were like, what's your number? And we're like, we just, and so we hadn't even talked and we're like, I like you for some reason. <laughs> I thought was, we were like, she's trying to teach the class and we're like chatting on the background going, Hey, <laughs> Hey, can you give me some more information? Yeah, sure. When you just click, you click, you know, well, COVID had good parts to it, you know, it did definitely, yeah. you know, I, and, and that's the thing too, is like, you know, mm. you know, I even have that in my mom, my mom's got border personality with narcissistic disorder and, and she doesn't realize it. And I've told her, I'm like, look, because it, it's the narcissistic part is about her mm-hmm. and it's always about her, no matter where she goes. I mean, <laughs> It, and I, you know, the best way I can describe this is, and this is with adult, you go to the grocery store and you're like, okay, there's the creamer and somebody's looking at something. Oh, did you know that this is this mom, just mom, walk away, just walk away. Oh. And you know, and then I, and then she gets into the story of how she got hurt and, and you're like, they really don't care, mom walk away, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and that's how she kind of wrangled in my son. And that's where mm-hmm. he had his own issues that we were starting to curve. And then she screwed it all back up again. And mm-hmm. so now it's been a year and a half now that we've had no contact with her. I'm just gonna put that out there for anybody. If you have anybody, I don't care if it's mom, dad, brother, sister, best friend, neighbor, grandmother, whoever, if they're toxic boundary. in your life, cut, cut, cut it out. Cut, because cut, cut, cut it out. Constant, <laughs> you know, oh, she's my mom. I need to be there. And then I'm the one getting hurt. I'm the one getting angry. I'm the one always getting lashed at. No one else is getting lashed at, just me. You know, and yeah. it's like, it got to the point, I'm done. So yeah. now that she's out, guess what? Torin is now 100% a student. He's being able to focus better. We have a teacher. I think that's the biggest one. There's teacher that understands, who's mm-hmm. focused on it, who's on top of it. Because yep. we had one teacher and I swear she was running around like a chick with her head cut off. And most of the time she just let him sit there and read. He wasn't learning shit. Excuse yeah. my language. come on moms we we get a curse every now and then okay but that's the thing it's like yeah and for me like you and I were talking like we're old friends because we're old friends but it's like too there's so many faceted layers to navigating the world of parenting then you throw in parenting with kids with varied levels whether it's mental physical emotional you haven't even added trauma in here yet and the average kid before they enter kindergarten has at least one adverse childhood experience more acronyms aces (laughs) and it could be anything from abuse to parents getting divorced to moving sometimes moving is traumatic on a child and you don't realize how traumatic and then you add in systemic uh, as I say you and I have both had uh, abuse in various forms in our lives and um, you know that just the systemic uh, verbal mental physical sexual abuse and the okay of repeating the circuits and it's just it's just crap storm and then oh by the way you're now in charge of this goblin that just came out of your crotch. Good luck. <laughs> right. And there's no book there. And, and most of the time you're no. going off of the bad behavior that's been repetitious throughout the years. Yep. You're passed down from parent to parent and it's going to take you some time. And that, and I feel like that's the biggest thing is like not to get hung up on it because mm-hmm. it is going to take you time. You're not going to mm-hmm. do it right. And, and that's yeah. okay. You yeah. Know? You're not going to do it right. Cause there's no right way to do it. 
that's you the know. whole point. And I think I think the other thing is that us as parents need to stop bashing each other so bad. And and I I'm, I'm pushing that out there, that big one. And I know it's a big thing to say, but like I had a friend and she's like, you smacked your son on the butt. I'm like, uh, yeah, he needed to get his butt corrected. Well, that's just not appropriate. You can't be doing that. And I'm like, why? You know? Oh, well, cause the law says I'm like, well, I'm I glad think- that works for you. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad your child is. Bro, yeah. Well, yeah. and then she turns around and tells me, you know, a few months later, oh, well he was having an issue. So I beat his ass and then he was back in, in line. I'm like, oh, that sounds yeah. a little contradictory. <laughs> Well, there's that whole, when I'm a parent, I'm never going to do this. Okay. <laughs> I think we all went through that, right? <laughs> I'm always, not going to let my kid have sugar. And you're like, here, yeah. just shove it in your mouth and go away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, there's no, there's no handbook. There's no how to even navigate ourselves as humans. Then you add relationships, both healthy and unhealthy with, you know, the, the, co-parent whether in the household or not their own it's like all this stuff and at the end of the day is my kid dry is my kid fed you know do my you know is my kid this that or the other and that's all that matters I always said my only job is to get them to 18 alive (laughs) right in between everything else is relative um so uh, yeah we really need to stop bashing and stop isolating. And instead of going, Oh my gosh, I can't believe blah, 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 blah. Go, you know what? I bet you that mom's struggling. I'm going to make them some dinner and drop it off and just say, here's a glass of wine on me. That's really (laughs) where we should be coming at it. Well, and that's the thing too, right? Is that we are, we're all in different avenues of life. And, you know, we, I see it, you know, we all see it in the memes. We all see it in these things, right? Like, well, you don't know what someone else is going through, but until you really live that saying, it's really yeah. hard, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, the long story short, basically a lady seemed really down and I worked at the post office. I was in the front line and I said, Hey, look, we're going to be making cookies. If you want to come over, you're more than welcome to. And she was like, uh, I don't really know you. And I'm like, well, you just seem like you're having a bad day. You know, if you want to come over and make some cookies, me and my son are going to love to, you know, you're more than welcome. Wrote down my address. And I said, if you want to show up, if not, don't worry about it. And apparently she went to church with one of my coworkers. She was new to town and she told my coworker that she thought of suicide that night or that day. Mm-hmm. And because of what I said, that it reminded her that there was good people in the world. And it's yep. like, you never know what someone's going through. Just put out that, you don't even have to invite them over, but you know, just that little, Hey, have mm-hmm. a great day. I really hope, you know, I truly do want you to have a good day. You know, yeah, we're you fighting wars and raising children while we're fighting internal and external wars. Exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, speaking of which, you know, with dealing with that, how was it dealing with your kids in these, through these issues? Cause you know, I have my side, but what, how was it, especially with three of them dealing with school versus at home? So we always said the one blessing we had with kids who had extreme difficulty in school, meaning that they behavioral issues or uh, diminishments, meaning they needed special education or special help, that we were very lucky that our kids behaved at school. And what I mean at that is, is that they could sit on their hands long enough to conform to a classroom long enough to come home and become raving assholes. That's the only way I can describe it. But there's a lot of parents with kids 
whether they have special needs or not. They go to school and they're assholes and they come home and they're the perfect child. And it's like, oh no, I would rather deal with the asshole at home and let them be the perfect child at school because the other way around doesn't do anybody any good. Either way is not really good per se, but um, it was, it, it was complete havoc and complete chaos. The minute I got them out the door for anybody who's probably over 40, the Flintstones, you know, the old, you know, uh, cartoon, you know, you shove the cat out the door and he comes right back through the window. Those were my <laughs> kids trying to get them to the bus, but then, okay, they got to school. Okay. No one's calling the nurse. Oh, it's been two hours. The nurse is calling, you know, like this just was this gamut, but then they come home and they literally hit the front door and you knew my kids were home because all uh, three pairs of shoes, pants, underwear, shirts, <laughs> like boys, they strip. <laughs> I swear the husbands still do it too. They strip at the door and you would know my kids were home based on the amount of clothes at the front door. <laughs> but yeah, the transitions even from three-day weekends and long summer and winter breaks and Christmas, everyone's like, oh, I'm so excited. I'm like, oh my God, change in routine. Yes. Oh my God. Big deal. Oh my gosh. People have no idea when you have kids that are very black and white and need to be kept on a schedule because it's the only way their brains can like make sense of the world. And then you have a day off for ex president ex whatever. And it takes two weeks to bounce back to a normal Monday through Friday routine because they got one day off from school. Yeah. It's, it's hard, especially with Christmas, you know, you know, we weren't on the medication yet. And so it would take three or four days. We're like, okay, dude, you were doing great before school ended. You did great on Saturday. And it has been kamikaze downhill, boom, bang, just done for a week, you know, and then he starts to slowly come up and he's having a little roughs up and down, up and down. And then, then we start doing good. And then school starts now another transition and yeah, it's a huge roller coaster. Yeah, it really is. You know, um, did you have a problem, you know, especially, I mean, the fact that, you know, like you said, I mean, at least they were good at school. Did you have a problem mm-hmm. with like, uh, I mean, I know I do. I don't have any friends, my, uh, my school friends, <laughs> my son's school. Do you, did you have an issue as well with connecting with other yeah, friends? I'm like the, you, you're the same way. I'm like the most extroverted extrovert there is. And was always invited, you know, to be the classroom mom and PTA and da, 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 da until my kids would come with me to someone's house for a party or something. And then they're just like looking around or like those kids are crazy kids. No, they're not crazy kids. They're good kids. My kids are good kids. They're all adults and they're all alive. That's what matters, you know? And, but there, they were not easy. I honestly do not know how I survived it. Um, You know, when you have a 10 year old who's suicidal and on a roof throwing knives at you, you know, it's hard being a mom sometimes. That's a whole nother story. But um, yeah, the first time your kids would be more revved up than their kids when they invited them over for a party or whatever, the moms start to shun you or like, don't invite those kids or don't do this or don't. And to get or another the kids pa- don't even talk to them. And then they're looking yeah. at you going, mom, what the heck's going on? You're like, yep. Yep. And the thing with all that is it's like, as much as someone's like, oh, our kids are the same age. Oh, my son has that too. No, he doesn't because everybody's case of anything medical or physical, emotional, psychological are not the same. And you really takes another strong parent willing 
to expose their vulnerability to find another parent just as like like spastic I need it's like moss to a light bulb right like oh another parent who gets me ah <laughs> you understand don't let go Jack don't let go <laughs> I was just having a conversation last night with a girlfriend and we were saying that the special needs moms really when you look around are only friends with other special needs moms it because really we're is. the only ones who can let the chaos go on over there and we can all ignore it and still mm-hmm. have a conversation. Other moms are like, like Oh, this or Jesse, Jesse, yeah. the husband, he's like, yeah. Do you not see that? I'm like, they're fine. They're, they're not eating they're on alive. anything. <laughs> I'm like, Face he's five. like, well, did you see she's over to the trash? And I'm like, did you see yeah. she walked right past it? Like it's just like, and that's another thing too, you know, like that two different, you know, I was dealing with Torin and his biological father and the trauma that he created way before, you know, I met Jesse. And so I was already kind of in that, you know, and having to deal with that. And then he kind of came in, I call it mid crisis, you know, like Mm -hmm. right in the middle of the hell storm. Like if you looked at my schedule, I think I probably had about two hours to myself a day. And that was like to eat shit, poop and move on. <laughs> sleep. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no sleep. Cause I worked nights and I had to come home and I had to take him to school and then I got uh-huh. to sleep. And then I got a call from the nurse, uh, yep. Torrance hitting other kids or having a bout, or we had to put him into the, the safe room. And that's another whole issue that we could get onto is safe rooms and schools because yeah. Um, the same school that my son went to in Spokane, Washington, which I call home, <laughs> he, um, a kid got left in there for almost the entire school day. And the grandmother had to tell them to take him out after school. And I was like, dang, when, wow. why couldn't I have been a part of that one? Because they kept my son in there most of the day too. Yeah. And he wasn't, you know, it wasn't like he was autistic or was, you know, nonverbal. It was just, he had a hard time regulating his emotions. Well, and that's the thing. Our school system's built for black and white box cogs, check the box, move on. Oh, that rhymes. But that's, <laughs> it's antiquated. And I think if anything, COVID really showed the American education system for what it's for. And I think by the time at least my kids having kids at some point, they'll probably start to see the change. Your kids are much younger than mine. Your kids will definitely the next generation see a different type of education. I hope so. I think we need to get away from this whole 1950s social worker Mm -hmm. type, you know, we need to go back to the Montessori, Montessori type teachings Mm -hmm. because every child's different. You want to come into this? No, I'm not interested in that. That's fine. Go do something else with math. Let's test them at grade three and see if they fall more towards science or art and let's cultivate the person. Yeah, that we should do a podcast just on that. <laughs> I think, well, so my I'll sister, I'm trying to get my sister. Show. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's a whole nother one. Cause my sister, you know, um, I didn't tell you this, but so long story short for those listeners, um, my brother married a woman. I don't have any sisters. I only have brothers. I have a stepsister, but we're we don't talk about that one. Anyway, <laughs> so when she married her, I was like, I've got a sister. And that's how she is. She was a single child. So she's like, I got a sister. And then they divorced and we're like, we're still sisters. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, her father just passed away on Christmas. And so oh. she had an emergency fly over to Japan 
where she's at. But one thing I learned, especially in the Asian culture, um, and I have to ask her more, but from what I understand is that when they're younger, like elementary school, they start doing that. What are you more inclined to do? What do you want Uh to do? And then they start teaching you in that path. So by the time you're graduated, you're already college level and you take a few tests and you've got your degree and stuff. Yeah, I had an intern from Japan once um, when I worked in an engineering firm um, in human resources, and it was really interesting to learn about how they dedicate themselves to an employer, just like a family. It's like you're brought in as a family member and you're cultivated and you don't just switch jobs. Yeah. Um, and it, but not in the way of like, once you take a job, you're stuck there, you know, in the mines and da, da, da. you are so cultivated and you are, per, you are um, like well-rounded and placed where you're going to be successful with the right company. Mm-hmm. And it was very interesting to hear his perspective on the difference because he was on loan to our division in the States oh, for wow. a year. So he could learn about American business from the American side for the company, same company owned by a Japanese firm. And it was interesting. Uh, They were cultivating him to such an extent. They sent him to the United States for a year to work in an American human resources. Yeah. So yeah, just totally different mindset about cultivating the human. Yeah, it really, I mean, and that's, um, you know, I, I think when they do it as a kid, right. They land all these little objects in front of it. And then whichever the kid picks is kind of where they're going to lean to. I don't know if that's really true because yeah. I think when I started off, I was in one day and then this, 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 and this, and this, you know, and, uh, as my dad put it, can you just stick to one thing, have one idea, one job? And I'm like, why? <laughs> That's why. what we got, right. And because of that, you know, for me, and we'll talk probably about this on a different episode at some point, but it took me till my forties to realize I can't just be in one box. And that once I opened that box up, uh, you know, the cracking came out and Katie knows that's my company's name. And so it's like, stop putting us in boxes because you missed 40 years of creative Kirsten for putting me in a box. Well, and that's so- the other thing too, like, you know, you and me, right. We, we get into class and acting and that's really where you can see, is this really for me or this really isn't. And mm-hmm. I had no, I wanted to be an actress when Little Mermaid was out. I'm like, oh, that'd be so much fun. I want to sing and I want to use that voices. And I didn't have family who was like, yeah, let's do that. Why don't you put on a show? Let's do this. No, it was okay. That's cool. Quiet. You talk too much. Yeah, exactly. Katie, all you do is talk, talk, talk. Shut up. Stop looking in the mirror. You talk too much. Sit down. Stop twirling. Stop putting, stop, 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 stop. Oh, I had a, I had a, um, I finally got in. I told myself if no one's going to support me, I need to do this. So I got into drama class when I was in high school. And of course I waited till my senior year. Don't ask me why I know I was so sheltered, (laughs) (laughs) but nobody came to my play. Mm. I I finally got one of my, my dad. I finally talked to him. I'm like, dad, this is our last play of the year. Like you've got to come. This is, I can't take it if you don't come. And my dad's one of those, oh, you did good, but you kind of did this and this and this. And I caught that, but you did good at this, but you could have done better at that, 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 and that. And it's like, so you really didn't congratulate Just give me, me some flowers and say, ta-da. Yeah, congratulate, right? <laughs> my, my, yeah. my stepdad was a little bit better. He went to one of my choir uh, concerts. And of course I got paired up with an alto and 
she was like, I'm so nervous. And I'm like, please don't crack. If you do anything, just don't sing. Just stand there like a statue. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And she's like, okay. And then we get up there. Like, ah, ah, ah. I'm like, oh my God. You a soprano? Are you a soprano? I am or a soprano. Yeah. Yeah. For anybody who doesn't know singing, it's better to just, just don't. Just stand there and shut up. The note out, just, just don't. <laughs> you know, if you, if you are so scared and you walk up there, just shut your mouth and stand there and smile. Yeah, and that's what I kept trying to tell her to do. And she starts crackling and I'm just like, oh God, no <laughs> Lord. And I'm just, I'm singing through it and we get back. And then she looks at me, she's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I'm like, mm. and then course, her parents were like, damn crotch goblin. <laughs> Gosh, dang you, you. I didn't birth you to fail. No, <laughs> you know, then my dad, the, my stepdad, the first thing out of his mouth is, so I don't know who it was, but someone was really like crackling and bad. Like, I don't, they were totally off key. And I'm like, Ooh, could you not hear my part at least? <laughs> yeah. They want to point out all the bad stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't, I really don't care about her. Okay. Just talk about me, <laughs> you know? And then it was funny too, talking about like being supportive. Right. Cause mm-hmm. I think that's another thing too, especially kids with, we're dealing so much with kids with special needs and stuff that. I feel like we're over supportive. You yeah, know? no, I agree. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, to be honest though, I'm, you'll catch me saying, I'm like, Torin, stop being retarded and stupid right now. And he'll look at me and I'm like, you know what you need to do? Just focus yeah. and do it. You know, or I'm like, why are you just being so difficult? And he's like, why? And yeah. I'm like, because it's right here. And I'll be like, right here, list it out. Do this, 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 and this. How do you go from here to here? And I say, I'm done. Like, yeah. Oh, you know, but then you got to watch the R word too. Cause that's, I do. You know, yeah. You know, and that's something and that I, our generation said just out of frustration, you know, it's and now it's, of, and, and I yeah. do um, sometimes. So I will say this, like there are sometimes I'm like, I'm not going to be politically correct. And there's other times where I'm like, oh, I should probably be really politically correct. Cause that's not very nice. You know what I mean? And yeah, but then I think we blurt it out and it's like, Ah, crap. (laughs) Just like squeezing out the toothpaste. You can't put it back in the tube. (laughs) No. And I think that's the thing. And it goes back to the whole, you know, being a good mom or being a good parent. We're human and we hit a certain cap sometimes and you could have the best heart and you could have tried and tried and tried and tried. And all of a sudden you're like, you must shut up. You know, you're just, you know, and that's just normal human behavior. So if the wrong word, you should have never yelled at your child slips out. It's the pressure cooker just finally like word well, And I think that that's the adult thing to do too, right? Which mm-hmm. is what I do. I come back, I'm like, look, I shouldn't have said that. It uh-huh. was not appropriate of me. We don't use that word. You really need to slow down because it's frustrating me that I go over this with you every single day every single time and somehow you still mess it up I don't understand it's been over like three years like this That's yeah like well it comes down a thousand to days yeah we're teaching them effective communication while we're learning it ourselves oh, that's yeah, part of the process yeah oh yeah do you uh <laughs> so being an actress and stuff and like starting off I guess later in life do you feel like your kids are like oh that's so cool mom or they really like to know about it or do they just kind of like yeah whatever mom cool do your thing so Two out of the three will not put me on any of their social media. Like they won't give me the handles. One thing Facebook is like, he's like, yeah, I don't do Facebook. I'm like, he just doesn't do Facebook because he doesn't want me to know his handle. But uh, 
you know, but uh, no, what's funny is my kids are all supportive. They think it's really cool. They were born to be embarrassed. They've been embarrassed <laughs> by me their whole lives. I'm the mom, first day of high school, ninth grade, dropping the youngest off, rolling the window down, going, have fun. Is it the blonde you think is hot? Oh, God. <laughs> I'm that mom. So they expect it. They think it's really cool. Um, my middle child, the one he'll, he'll be 22 next month. He's so into my writing. Um, like wants to know has ideas. Sometimes he'll come to me and he's like, Hey mom, I know you're talking about this character and the script you guys are doing. What if she, and then the, like, he'll put like in the next sentence and I'll look at him and I'll go, you do realize we just wrote that. He goes, no way. And I'm like, yeah, I just had a session with the, the two writers I'm working with. And he goes, oh, that's so cool. You know, and he's total movie buff like me. If He's like my mini me. But yeah, they, they, they're boys. So they act kind of like, yeah. Uh-huh. And then they're like, hey, mom, I'm talking to this girl. And she liked this. And so can you tell me more about that? But yeah, no, they, they think it's cool. And, and they, they brag a little bit. Um, but they're it's not like one day I just came out and said, I'm going to embarrass you in public. I've been doing it. <laughs> I, I think we all do that. I, <laughs> most, yeah, I'm nice. Like Torn, you're wearing underwear today, right? Yeah. <laughs> today, right. Okay. I'm like, but I'll do like, Hey, Torn, check your fly. Yeah. <laughs> like as he's walking by. Know. They know <laughs> there are kids, they know, and they're going to do it to their kids. And I mean, my dad embarrassed me, which is why I embarrassed my kids. And I think it's, just... it's a good thing too, though. I mean, there's a healthy one too, right? Like Jesse, yeah, no, Jesse's family always... grew up like, yeah, he grew up in a family that was kind of, I'd say very different. Like there was a lot of trauma and stuff like that. Um, don't get me wrong. People are still good in that family. Not a problem. I love they just have a lot of adversity they had a lot of issues, a lot of toxicity that they needed to work out that still hasn't really been worked out, but you know, they're grown, (laughs) but his (laughs) idea of like comedy is like insulting you and not in a fun way. And he's like, you just take it too hard. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) He's like, you just take it too much. I'm like, no, I I think that was kind of on the rude Mm. side. Yeah. 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 But yeah, that's the thing. It's like having, I always say, did we make a memory you know, where do we have fun? And are they going to tell that story at my funeral? And if you right. can say yes to any one of those three, you're good. Right. <laughs> I can definitely say that every time, you know, my mom was like, I'll pick you up early today from school. Or, um, she, you know, I'd walk out and I get a text message, you know, like, Hey, I'm picking you up. I knew that meant work. Cause she'd be there with the lawn truck. And I was just like, Oh gosh. <laughs> <sighs> and she always tell me, well, you need to help put food on the table. And my head, I'm like, no, that's your job. I go to school. That's my job. Yeah. You and I could have a whole nother episode about narcissistic upbringings. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah, woo, yeah. Let's, let's do that one. That'll be fun. <laughs> We're not doctors. We have no degrees, but boy, we can. We were raised by narcissists. Trust us, we know. <laughs> right. Oh. Yes. Well, See, it's- just- <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man see this is like the thing i i fear doing with bear because so if anyone knows do i say his name right it's bear Badeau. yeah yeah bear Badeau. he has a so, name like yours no one can say yeah bear Badeau. <laughs> I, i'm just used to southern so like i got that one but he yeah. uh he, he's a comedian if anybody knows he's the la area the mullet man but when we get into class i i can't not laugh at him and then he yeah, laughs at me hilarious. and then 
And then I know we tick Anthony off because he's like, okay, can we do something other than laugh? And I'm like, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, Kobe created these little acting beasts that Anthony Montes, who's with Montes Method teaching, uh, he somehow said, you guys are all good enough to be in my class. And he so regretted. Oh, a, yeah. He's a like, group of us during COVID that ended up in his program. I oh. mean, he's just like, wow. I love how he's but, like, I want to interview you. I don't even think he did. He really interview us because I mean, I think if he no. did, he'd be like, yeah, no. <laughs> Yeah, but when you get the right dynamic of people and we're all, you know, extroverted, type A, funny, you know, improv. And I love naturally. that, though, too, because I feel like. It's so much fun. Like, where Fen Fen is kind of reserved, you and me are kind of out there. But then when she's out there, we're reserved on that spot. Then mm-hmm. you have Paige and she's young, you know, and she provides. She's whole an old new, soul. Yeah. yeah, she provides this yeah. whole different, like, aspect. I'm like, I'll sit there when she starts. I'm like. Oh, I didn't even think about it. It was said like that. Gosh. Yeah. Well, and they're all such fantastic writers. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's the thing too with acting. A lot of oh, anybody could act. Mm, no. <laughs> yeah, the best no. thing that was ever told this is to the me. Hardest job. <laughs> the you best not thing knowing that... someone's acting is why that it's that good. <laughs> right. Well, and that was something. The best line that was ever given to me was Henry Sipe drama teacher, Shadow Park High School, Spokane, Washington. And the thing he yelled at me from the front row was, Katie, stop acting. Yep. And I like looked at him and go, we're in drama. What the hell are you talking about? And he comes up and he's like, you are acting. That's not what acting is. And I'm like, uh, okay. (laughs) He's like, you are the mayor. It was um, who's dying to be a millionaire. That was the play. Oh, and he was huh. like, "You are the mayor." I'm like, "Be yes, the mayor." Yes, I'm, I'm the mayor. Okay. And he's like, "You have to go on stage where everyone's been dying, and how are you going to feel about that?" I'm like, "Well, I mean, I'd be nervous." And he's like, "No, you wouldn't. You'd be scared crapless, right? Everyone's <laughs> been dying." And I'm like, "Yeah." Oh, okay. You know. <laughs> still and it wasn't until we got into acting classes and I was like oh Oh, that's what he meant don't act it's B yeah you know that's a whole yeah we yeah there's (laughs) other people can't acting type in this please (laughs) but yeah it's it's great but yeah bear we kind of got off topic there yeah bear will be on one of your upcoming episodes totally worth listening he's hilarious yeah the mullet man with crocs can't can't live without him (laughs) (laughs) so okay so before we close out i have one question for you and it is something that i'm going to try and end all of my sessions with And that is to reach out to the audience, basically, because I feel like we all have something that we can share. We're not alone. We can all provide a little snippet of ourselves. So what is one thing that you could say to any mom struggling with either uh, even just a troublesome child, maybe their toddler or years or whatever, and, but they also want to chase their dreams or they feel trapped, whatever their situation is, and they're kind of unsure of what, where to go next or what to do next. Um, I know it's kind of broad, but you know, if you right. could say one thing to them, what would you, what would you think about? Number one thing, it is not selfish to put yourself first. I wish okay. I had learned. I wish I had learned that lesson early on. Um, I will even admit that I judged other people that would, you know, be in college and have kids and work or whatever. And 
it was one of those things where I did not realize this is actually a bigger conversation. I was never taught the actual definition of what a feminist was. And I thought a feminist meant you had to do it all. You had to be it all or else you were a failure. Not that you could do stuff. That's the difference. So I was raised that your worth is within being a mother, a wife. You're to do this. You're to do that. And that you're to do it all, even though the husband's also there. So for me, the biggest advice I would have is do not put your life on hold for 20 years to be in your 40s to finally live your dreams. It is okay not to be okay. It is okay to ask for help. And it is okay to say, Wednesday evenings is my time. No ifs, ands, or buts, boundaries set from four to eight on whatever day, whatever class, whatever, you know, trip, whatever. Stick to it. Give it to yourself. It is not selfish. It'll actually be the best gift you give your family is by refreshing yourself. So you don't spend 20 years so just wound up tight and then, you know, have side for me, stress, anxiety, trauma, raising special needs, kids, blah, blah, blah. I ended up getting lupus because I didn't listen to my body. So take the time for yourself and don't get in that hole and don't have your body try to kill you before you take a few hours off to, you know, decompress. And I think that's why, especially with this new movie in Kanto, I think a lot of people are really connecting with the older sister. Mm-hmm. I've yep. got to do it all. I've got to be there. Yeah. If I can't, then what am I, you know? And I, I think you nailed it right on the head. I well, appreciate and it. you're raised by a narcissist. You pretty much are raising your, your parent. Yes, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I appreciate you. Thanks so much for coming yep. on. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's nice. Thanks. Nice talking about our crotches, you know, <laughs> and the goblins that came out of Well, them. we'll talk all about how that happens later. Moms are going to have a little, hey, if you don't want kids to listen, make sure to play this later. <laughs> so oh, Nice talking with you, Katie. You too. Thank you so much. All right. Bye. bye.